0: All right, well, it's been a weird fucking year for all of us, and it's time for two idiots to rise to the occasion and uh, shine some light in a really dark time. And that's why we're bringing you Shake It and Bake It podcast. You got a couple of weird guys just sitting here talking to microphones, interviewing people that are just like you and I, people who maybe went left when we went right and just got one step further, entertainers, gamers, streamers, content creators, musicians, musicians athletes go ahead and tell us it's too many people but we're gonna keep doing it so I tried to play baseball at USC well I was on the team I did make the team actually got a scholarship not sure what they were thinking doing that for me but hey got my school paid for right tricked them so I sat on the bench for basically four years had one semi-decent year and then I abruptly decided to hit nine batters in a row and that's how my career ended and now I'm just sitting here selling trailers After college, hopped into the alcohol industry because I was like, hey, I don't know baseball anymore, but I definitely know alcohol. So when sold some booze, spent some time out in Monrovia, California, crazy place, dude. The cougars there are something else, but it's just it's just something you got to you got to experience once or twice. Uh, Yeah. So now I sell trailers and I'm just sitting up here in Portland, places on fire, not really sure what to expect day to day. And uh, I just like entertainment. So I want to bring you guys some stuff and, and give you some content and make you be able to enjoy your day and hopefully provide some smiles and some laughs. I always want to be in entertainment. I love content creation. I love streaming, love entertaining people. But I just I, I knew I wanted to be anything to do in entertainment, whether it was announcing, acting, radio broadcast, whatever it was. And now today it's a podcast. As long as it's not porn, I'll be fine. Christian and I met back in seventh grade. I got cut from the basketball team, even though I was six foot three. That kind of says a lot about my ability to play basketball. And uh, we didn't talk a whole lot that year, but he and I started to get a pretty good friendship. Starting in eighth grade, uh, when we were both on the basketball team, he would just, his dad would drive over and drop him off in my house every morning, even though both of our parents were willing to give us rides to school. And we would, every single morning, take a walk to school about a mile and a half, stop at Albertsons, grab a stupid little blow-up toy, not the sex kind. I'm talking about a bouncy ball out of those machines, you know, the ones that the three-year-olds buy. Yeah, we wanted those in eighth grade. We ended up with 33 of them, and when uh, we get Burger King and go to school. So here we are.
1: Damn, man, getting deep and dark already you Make me fucking cry. But on a side note, played basketball at UCSD for two years, had a hell of a time, loved it, loved the area, loved it so much. I'm staying down here coaching. You know, I want my life to revolve around sports. I think sports did so much for me in my life. It gave me some of the best relationships I ever had. And I, I, I want to provide that to kids like like me. I got a longtime girlfriend to love her. Fucking simp. Chill with that. You're just joking. <laughs> nah, I'm just fucking with you, bro. Yeah. So, man, when you reached out, I was honestly really happy. I, I've been telling you, you should start a podcast for a while now. You're the funniest guy I know. And I, I'm I'm really excited to be doing this with you, bro.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, it's been weird. Like we we lost touch for, I don't know what, freshman year all the way through three weeks ago. I mean, we, we talked maybe seven or eight times throughout that time. But uh, the relationship that we built back in eighth grade was just, you know, like I said, it was an important time for a young man. And he and I just built this bond. And when I thought about who would be a good person for me to have on here, I immediately thought back to Christian because he's always my hype guy. And uh, I need someone like that. He always laughs at my jokes, even when they're not funny. So I need that because, shit, I don't know what I'd be without it. But we just want to, um, we want to show you guys something. And it's incredible how much people care about other people who are just the same as them. And you don't even know it. We always look at celebrities and Instagram famous influencers and athletes and all these people. And we kind of put them on this pedestal. And we, we, we create almost a false expectation of ourselves. Um, Not everybody can do that. That's why they are considered elite. So we wanted to focus on people who may have just took uh, one step in a different direction than us that got them to the next step that we didn't get to. So we want to bring in all types of people, whether it's gamers, content creators, entertainers, musicians, and athletes, and maybe the occasional just random person who we thought was entertaining. And uh, we want to show you guys what truly can come of just interviewing a normal person and hearing their story and how entertaining that can actually be. So let's get right to it. Shake and bake. Shake and bake, brother. Shake and bake.
2: What's up, Calvin? How's it going, man? How's it going? Dude, we're pumped,
0: man. We're, we're super pumped to have you on. Uh, it's just something we've been starting. And we just, we came across your Twitch and we were like, dude, this guy can play some jams. Hey, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you got the setup. For sure, bro. He hey. set up. I love it. Dude, yeah, Calvin, man. all right. We, we, you're, you're, you know, you're a pretty private guy, it looks like. So you have people watch you on Twitch and I saw you got a pretty good viewing, but I mean, on Instagram and stuff, it's pretty private. So give us a little background. Where are you from? How old are you? What's, what do you got going on?
2: Yeah. OK, so um, I think um, when it comes to like my social media and stuff, it's still in the works because I um, like I, I've done a lot of live streaming and uh, it unfortunately doesn't have as big of an impact as if you're doing, you know, like, I guess live in-person gigs um and i've done a lot of like live streaming i've done some studio uh, studio recording um you know video recording all that stuff but not a whole lot of like outside gigs with the exception of a buddy of mine that i play with in virginia um, you know, I, I haven't done a whole lot of them. So the social media is probably, it's, it's still in the works and it's it's mostly coming from the live streaming audiences. That's helping boost those numbers.
0: Well, I mean, dude, you, you're Um, doing it like you're doing it the hard way, right? Like, I mean, usually people who have social media following go on to Twitch and then they just tweet, you know, tweet or put one Instagram story and they've got 50 viewers immediately. But I mean, you've got, you know, when I hopped in, you had like 75 people watching. And I was like, damn, this guy's looping tunes and just jamming on stream. It was it was badass, man.
2: I appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's really fun. I think it's gotten a lot easier for me to do all of that stuff with my loop station. I've got an R- a Boss RC30, and I can basically split my channels to where I can put, like, vocals, guitar on one channel, and then I can put, like, bass and shaker, you know, on another channel. And oh, it's allowed me to really customize my sound, man. And it sounds, it's it's really fun. And it also helps me do these six-hour-long broadcasts that I always do.
0: How do you do that, <laughs> man? I mean, like, dude, it's it's one thing, like, I'm a gamer. So I stream on Twitch, and I'm, I'm you know, I play Fortnite. Like, it's easy nice. to play a video game for seven hours right i can do that anytime but i mean you're that's a lot of work in in one stream that's a six hour broadcast i mean how do you how do you keep it entertaining do you manage like the 50 to 70 viewers or 100 whatever comes in um, I think
2: one thing that helped is uh, when I was busking, I would busk at a lot of uh, farmer's markets and uh, I would be out bus? there for So basically when you're busking, uh, you take, you know, whatever instrument that you want to take out there, you have an amplifier or whatever. Um, and then you play in front of, you know and play in front of people and you know they can if they're generous enough they can they can you know give a certain amount they can tip you or they can buy some merchandise that you have on a like a table to display your name or uh some merchandise that you have and it can happen at farmers markets it can happen out on on the street uh it can happen pretty much anywhere that allows you know music to be played in public and it's, it's a little bit shaky nowadays with certain places like you know new york and dc and
1: so wait, Kevin. <laughs> <Calvin>, Kevin. <laughs> so, what happens if if more than one musician wants to go out there? And is, is that okay, or is, or is there like some like this is my territory? Or
2: it can get kind of territorial. Luckily, I haven't really had that kind of issue because like um, uh, I would just kind of be pretty civil about it. But I have <laughs> I have seen other musicians get that way. One time, I was playing a gig. I was playing. Uh, I was busking at a farmers market in DC. And uh, there was a musician that was outside of the farmer's market area. And this person was playing saxophone along to um, a couple of like pre-recorded tracks. And, and I was going to busk in the, the, the the farmer's market as, as uh, in addition to, where where he was playing. Right. And uh obviously with the saxophone it can get pretty loud (laughs) compared to you know, compared to guitar and and vocals and stuff. I had like a small I have like a small busking amp around here somewhere. It's it's about maybe a couple of feet high from the ground. But this person had again a saxophone. And um, probably a way to amplify the saxophone to make it even louder. Um, and <laughs> yeah. uh, it hard was hard to go home. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. And, and that's exactly what it was like, especially especially in D.C., right next to an intersection, a four way intersection, which is also next to Johns Hopkins University, which is also next to a metro station. So you're going to have a lot of people coming through. So this guy wanted to go big or go home. (laughs) And uh, meanwhile, I was playing with a guitar and a small amplifier and whatnot. And uh, um, I I didn't get super territorial, but I did let the person know that I was supposed to be there around that time to busk. And uh, the person didn't really leave in the beginning, uh, but (laughs) eventually that person did have to leave because... Uh, you know, the person decided to move on to another, another right, spot. Right, right. Um, but but it, it can't get that way. Luckily, I haven't had in, like a big issue with people who were busking in the same area that I was in or if I was busking in the same area that they were in. And uh, hopefully it stays that way, you right. know? <laughs> hopefully it stays that way. But that's pretty much busking. You know, you can go out and you can perform covers or originals. And it's a good way for people to notice who you are and what you do. Um, same yeah. thing kind of goes for, uh, I guess, open mics, you know? You know, I played a couple of open mics, um, you know, a few years ago, a couple of years ago. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's another good way to help you get your foot in the door when it comes to getting people to know who you
0: are and what you do. Do you ever have just like some assholes come along? So I'll give you a scenario. All right. So there's a guy in Vegas. He lays on the ground. And and when you say busking, I, I maybe as an uneducated person, I'm thinking like, street performer, right? Like it, I, uh, you're the guy I see when yeah. I walk by, I'm like, damn, that guy can play some music. I'll drop a dollar or two in his hat. Right. Yeah. That's it. <clears throat> so when I was in Vegas, uh, about, a, about a year ago, it was my pops and my buddy. Yeah. And there's a guy that lays on the ground and he just, there's, I don't know if you've been on Fremont street. It's, it's in like downtown Vegas. And, uh, mm-hmm. he lays on the ground. He's in, this, there's like circles and that's where they can perform and they're allowed to. And it's kind of like their space and, they, you know, first come first serve. Okay. This guy lays there and he doesn't do anything. He just lays straight up and like you you pay you tip him and you move him and he just stays still and he stays there until the next person moves him, so I'm <laughs> hammered right like I'm fucked up I'm hammered, All right. you know it's Vegas right like it's, we're just having fun and I see this guy and I'm walking up to him and I'm like I want to do this with them so I'm like well I figured if he <laughs> lets people pay him to move his body then he'll let people pay him to do it with them right. Yeah, he has a hard and- t-
1: Mason has a hard time understanding boundaries sometimes uh,
0: you know boundaries aren't really a thing for me dude I, I like to cross those so I walk up to the guy I drop 20 bucks in his jar my dad's sitting back my buddy's sitting back my buddy Zach and they're laughing at me because I am I mean I'm, I'm obliterated so I don't know how much money I've won or lost in the night and I go and I, I hold the guy's hand and we start doing it together and like I, I, li- I kind of lean over and I'm like hey you mind if I do this and he's like no nah, it actually might help me win some money here you know so these people yeah. walk by and, and I have my hand on the ground because it's where someone placed it. And it's been like 30 minutes now. Like I'm trooping, right? I, I'm, I'm grinding on this. And this couple walks by, I don't know if this guy, you know, he looks like the biker. You know, he's got the, the hat down and he's got his ears tucked in and he's uh-huh. got it like folded up, has tattoos on his neck and shit. Like yeah. the biggest assholes you can find in the world, right? <laughs> and he drops oh, a $5 bill in and the guy literally spits on me and says, you shouldn't be doing this with this guy because it's his show. And then he steps right. on my hand and walks away. Have you ever had I mean I wasn't even a performer and I had that happen to me. Have you ever had some like asshole walk up and just do some shit like that? Uh
2: no. Luckily it hasn't happened because uh, when I'm busking at uh, farmers markets, you know, they you know, it's it's people who are coming coming by, you know. They're just people who are walking by and like getting tomatoes or
0: Right. I mean, farmers markets different than Vegas now. obviously, yeah. so. Yeah.
2: And it's <laughs> and, and you know, it's 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 a huge it's a huge uh, I guess, gap away from the atmosphere that you'd find on, you know, if you're busking in a busy, busy, busy place, like, like, like you were saying, like, Like if if it had, if it had been any other spot in DC, that was pretty active, that wasn't a farmer's market, then probably would have happened, you know, because people, people, especially in those big cities, you know, they can be ruthless when they want to be, you know. Um, so luckily that hasn't happened to me, um, but uh, you know I, I imagine that there have been tons of musicians in DC or you know a lot of other bigger cities that have had issues like that. Yeah, you know? I mean, dude, it's, it's, <laughs> it's it, it just, can be it ruthless, sucks, man. man. I mean, there's sometimes
0: like people just don't have respect for other people, you know, and it's, yeah. it's, it's brutal. So I mean, I, I get that completely. It's, it's, I feel like it's gutsy to do that because you're kind of putting yourself out there in public, and you could have these assholes that just come up and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it happens, man. I mean, the
2: most that I could say is like maybe there would be there were a couple of people that would come up to my microphone and then they would just start singing into it. You know, and I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, I'm I'm like, first, first of all, first of all, I don't know who you are and I don't want you over here. Right. I don't want you over here. Right. And secondly, I don't know what you did. Before you started putting your mouth next to my microphone, now all of a sudden I could have like swine flu or something, and I may not even know I have it until the day of when I get sick. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I mean, it's it's stuff like that. So maybe something like that. It's medicine.
1: yeah, just it to
0: respect, respect the boundaries, right? You know.
1: So yeah. Mason would yeah. be with that person that did that. <laughs> <laughs> that that'd be Mason.
0: Shaking baby, but, um,
1: <laughs> but Calvin. So on a serious note. <laughs> um let's talk about like some gigs like what what's your what's your schedule like right now what was pre-covid what, what would you be doing um on a regular basis
2: um so normally it would be uh i guess every friday i would be playing up and would, there's a there's a restaurant that i would play up in uh i guess an hour away from where i am i'm in maryland and about an hour away from here I would play a gig at a restaurant, and I'd play there for about maybe an hour and a half, two hours. And it's a pretty chill place, uh, the Common Kitchen in Clarksville, Maryland. I'd be playing there every Friday. Um, that buddy of mine that I told you about, Mike Richards, um, he, uh, he and I would normally be playing gigs in D.C. and Virginia. He's already gotten back into it, um, which, is, which is good for him. Um, but uh, I've been putting a lot of my attention to the next thing that I would do on a normal like normal routine week which would be my live streams as well as uh doing session work recording music
0: for people do you have a schedule for live streams do you have like a set up, you know daily schedule yeah yeah
2: so it's 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 tuesdays it's thursdays and saturdays mostly three thirty p.m eastern um and i've gotten so much better with time zones i feel like i have you know, because right. somebody will be like, oh, 330, cool. Um, and then they'll show up. It's like, I, I was here at 330. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> what what time zone are you in? And they're like, uh, Pacific time. I'm like right. oh. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my fault. <laughs> so I mean, so yeah, but yeah.
0: How did you um like as a content, I, I mean, as someone who's pursuing content creation, I can't really call myself a content creator yet because I'm not really getting any anywhere with it. But what was the point for you to where, I mean, obviously you're extremely talented and you, you knew you had a talent. So what point were you like, I'm going to do this now and I'm going to start streaming. And, and what was the moment when it flipped? Like, cause I, right now, I mean, I average like three to five viewers and two of them are me and two of them are my <laughs> buddy and maybe one random guy, you know what I mean? So how did you get past that? Like, what was the threshold that you had to break to, to just pop into like 20, 50, 70? Cause you can make a living doing having 70 viewers if people subscribe to you and they, they support your channel. What was the, like the, you know, the transition from, I'm not sure if I can do this to like, I'm successful with this now. That's actually a really good question because I think it might be a number
2: of elements that uh, I can mention now and probably not remember until like later on after right, right. it's over. But I guess uh, to try to find a few of them, um, I was doing some live streaming on other apps before, so I already knew the gist of what it took to uh, you know broadcast yourself to the audience that you're trying right. to reach to. And uh, I guess after, I guess after maybe some time on Periscope, maybe about four or so years on Periscope. Then I jumped over to Twitch. And that's when I realized that this would be the platform for me for the stuff that I do. Um, I guess with, with Twitch, because it has such a wide variety of people that watch and a wide variety of genres, um, you know, you're, you're bound to, to fit in there somewhere. And when you do, you stick. And then when the viewers come in, the viewers stick to you. you It's a community. You build a community, right.
0: And you start to remember people and you build friends. Like, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, continue. I'd yeah, love to and, hear more about it.
2: And, uh, you know, it. I think the moment, I think the moment when I started to really notice things are really picking up on Twitch was, I mean, you know, it probably happened sometime during March. Uh, this year, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs>
0: perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's yeah. right around COVID. Hey, right. some, some, you yeah. got to find, you got to find positives in a tough time. And, and, you know, COVID's brought a lot of negative things, but it's also taught us a lot about ourselves. It's taught us to appreciate seeing people and spending time in person. And it sounds like, you know, it's, it's taught you how to, it sounds like you found a path, man. Like you're on, you're on the road to damn, I can do this full time and not have a job and just work and do this and I can make money doing that. So it's incredible. I mean, I'm, I'm Proud of you for going with COVID and making your own thing of it. Yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been
2: a really interesting, really interesting uh, transition. Seeing where my channel was uh, November late November 2018 to where it is right now, especially like again uh, March of this year. Um, you know, there have been tons of shows that have been canceled by other musicians. There have been, right. been some festivals that have been canceled by bigger. You know national names, um, and so they've all been gravitating towards live streaming, and uh, it's allowed me to find new people, musicians, it's allowed me to find new content creators, you know, my gamers and artists and, you know, personalities, you know, uh, it's, right. it's, it's allowed, and it's allowed all those people who were in all those different categories to come to my channel, Right. and uh, it's just been, it's been, it's been pretty awesome. I think, um, I think uh, out, out of all the live streaming platforms that I've used, you know, I've used Periscope, I've used um, another platform called busker which was uh around for a little while um you now at one point twitch has been like the platform to help me combine my content and the feeling of community and put them into one basket and to feel like they both belong in there you know right yeah um so it's it's been it's been pretty cool so i'm pretty fortunate to have all this stuff happen you know
1: so i mean talking about the communities have you met like any extraordinary people through through twitch or through your through your gigs, have you met any, you know, really cool people and formed relationships?
2: For this one, I mean, I, I guess it might be, I, I, I don't know, I guess maybe not necessarily a relationship per, so, per se, but um, one time I did get a chance to work with T-Pain. <laughs> oh, shit! It was, it, was, it was fun, it was fun.
0: All right, tell um, us about that. Yeah, I mean, dive into it, yeah. that, let's, let's hear about yeah. it. Let's, let's hear that whole, I wanna hear the whole scenario of that. how did it start? What was the middle and what was the end? Okay.
2: So my brother and I were watching this movie on Netflix. Um, it was, I forgot what the name, what it was, um, but it was, it had Chris Hemsworth. He was a mercenary and he was, you know, shooting guys, and fun sure. stuff. Um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden uh, I got this message from discord from one of the people that were,
0: that's normally in my discord community. And he's Just like, hold on one sec. For those of you who don't know what discord discord is, it's, it's basically what people who stream use to communicate with their communities and keep them updated on their, on what they're doing. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're, you're, you're good, you're good, you're good. Because,
2: I mean, there are, there are a number of musician friends of mine who right. are still using Discord, and they, they really, really like it. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so uh, I got a message from somebody in my community, and uh, this person was going through like a few channels in my discord and i was like what's going on why is is he (laughs) in all these different channels and then he's like somebody get a hold of calvin right now t-pain is trying to reach out to him somebody get a hold of calvin right now t-pain's trying to reach out to him i i finally got to got to him and he's like i'm like what's going on is everything okay i because i only saw like the 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 name of my notifications on my on my uh, on my phone but i didn't see the actual message so I sent, him a, I sent him a DM on Discord, and I'm like, what's going on, man? And he's like, dude, T-Pain is trying to reach out to you now. His mods are trying to reach out to you. Get in there right now. And so uh, I went to T-Pain's channel, and uh, he was asking if I was there, and I was like, hey, I'm here. Um, and then uh, actually, no, I got, I got in touch with his mod first, and then the mod led me uh, into uh, the, the, the Discord that T-Pain created um, for like projects and stuff like that, he was working on during his live streams. Um, it might have been like you know backburner tunes or maybe stuff that has just been yeah, so you know until recently. And so uh, I was on a Discord call with him and and his mod, um, and uh, it was it was pretty awesome. You know, I I'd never gotten a what's chance. Was his voice to...
1: auto-tuned? No, you know what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know you know what's you know what's funny. You know what's funny? I was, I was actually expecting him to like have the auto-tune on like while he was working on another You're project. You're like, who the fuck something. am I talking to? This isn't T-Pain, right? This is like, not who I know. I was looking for a shout you know, but I got like a standard, you know, he was just talking to me like, you know, just two, two dudes that were trying to work on some stuff. And it was it was, it was pretty cool. Um, so he was working on this like R&B soul-esque kind of project and I was sending him a couple of guitar tracks. And uh, he had also reached out to a number of other Twitch musicians on there too. One of them is very handsome, Billy.
0: I mean, is I the guy to... is is the guy hot? Like, is that why his name is very handsome, Billy? I mean, that's a little bit arrogant. I mean, in my opinion. He, <laughs> he, he wears. He wears tank tops. He's got long hair. He's got a beard. He plays saxophones. Oh God, dude. He's a panty dropper. He's a literal (laughs) panty dropper. His name, his name represents. Okay. Whatever, man. All right. Continue your story. (laughs) Whatever about this handsome Billy guy. Continue. (laughs) I want to hear about you. Fuck this. I mean, i maybe we'll get him on here someday. We got to get him on now because we got to hear about this story, but continue.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome. He works with T-Pain. He's worked with T-Pain a couple of times, so you'll definitely be able to get some stories out of him. Um, but, but but yeah, I, I got a chance to um, work on some guitar tracks and it wasn't like when he sent me the file the first time, uh, the way I recorded it, I recorded it like piece by piece and it was like 99 to 100% correct from the file he sent me, but he actually wanted me to, I guess, take the chords in that file and flip them. And so uh, that was a file that he meant to send to me, but he didn't. So he got me back on after I left the discord call. He got me back onto the discord call uh to try it again and i sent him a couple of takes and uh you know unfortunately it didn't really match the kind of feel that he wanted <clears throat> Dude, you know got to meet um, t pain and talk to
0: him and he asked you to work with him who cares if it matched or yeah. not i mean it would have been cool right but that opens up opportunities in the future have you since then had anybody you know maybe hear something maybe he mentioned your name and and got anything out of it at the moment, I guess the, uh,
2: one of the main things that I noticed happened is that, uh, you know, I was able to, um, there. I think there was a separate spot in his Discord that opened up for the musicians that he's working with. And he often mentions projects that uh, he's going to work on, or he might just, you know, mention them on stream, you know, so I'm still in the Discord where he reaches out to other Twitch musicians. Um, so, you know if he's going to work on a project one day, then who knows he might, he might reach out to me and, you know, we can probably see if we can get something going.
0: I mean, uh, like, let's look at, let's, let's be positive here. You, you committed to Twitch in March or at least that's when you kind of took off. Right. And then Mm -hmm. within, when, when was this that just happened with T-Pain?
2: This was, I guess maybe a couple of months ago, I think either June or July, I believe.
0: All right. So you got, you got a promising career, man. You started in March, basically. That's when you got your, you know, you started to build that community Mm -hmm. and then it took what, I don't know five months or four months and three months even. And you had T-Pain hopping into, you know, discord telling me, get this guy on my stream. Right. You know, it's, that's an incredible story. That's what, you know, that's the kind of stuff that we want to show people. Dude, people don't understand nowadays how much they can gain by putting themselves out there and just, being vulnerable you know and and like it's a vulnerable position to be in because you don't know who's watching it could be grandma it could be some hot chick in like a different country who fucking knows who's watching (laughs) you play video games or stream music you know your talent's a little bit better than mine because i kind of suck at fortnite i'm just a little funny here and there but that's it right (laughs) but dude you literally t-pain is not like an unknown name (laughs) from people who were born in 1980 to people who were born in 2000 and Five, those weirdos, you know, <laughs> everyone knows t paint So, you know, that, that's something you created just from hopping on Twitch and, and putting your content out there. It's, it's incredible. I, I can't believe. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad we got that story because that's something that we're, we're looking for. We just want people to understand what co- content creation can do. And it's just, it's a huge thing right now. And so many people are just so against it. But it took you three months to work with one of the most well-known. I don't know what is the R and B rap. What do you want? Artists, art, He's, oh, all he's just an artist. Like he's, he's, yeah. he's he's an icon. He's not just yeah. an artist. The guy's an icon. You know. Yeah. 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 That's incredible, man. I mean, God. Like, do you have any more stories like that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anybody I mean, else? Do you have any? Do you have any? Uh, actually, I, I do want to ask you. Do you have any um, situations to where you had a fan? Or a moment where it was just kind of weird or like, you know, something you got a weird chat gets weird sometimes. I've seen it yeah. when I had I think the most I ever had was 24 viewers at one time and it was a weird thing going on. So i was just curious when you got 70, 100, whoever, how many viewers are in your, your, your show is ever get like you have to like be like, dude, guys, come on.
2: It does. It does get like that. Uh, I mean, luckily, I've got some, you know, fantastic mods. Who, you know, <laughs> definitely can filter that stuff out. But every now and then, somebody comes in, and you know, they'll just do the they'll do the standard protocol angry troll uh, thing. Like they'll come in, and then they'll they'll just be uh, they'll be racist, you know, or they'll come in and they'll say something like uh, offensive towards like my weight or they'll say something offensive towards like my, my setup they'll say like it's like my it's I mean you got your haters whatever right? you, you know you got you've got your haters yeah.
0: now but i mean have you do you ever have people who are like so in love with you that it gets kind of weird in that way <laughs> like they're you know are they DMing you or are they like asking weird questions i'm just curious <laughs> uh, i mean you know there's
2: um, i don't even know if i have a story like that. i mean maybe there was there was there was one there was one person who you know reached out to me, and uh, they were sending me like all of these like funny gifts and stuff like that, and there was no context behind it. You know, they were just Secret kind of like me. I guess, I guess so. But the thing about it is, there was no, there was nothing to explain what the gifts were about. <laughs> it's just kind of like they were just there, and I'm like,
0: okay, just getting I, gifts from this random person.
2: Yeah, and then afterwards, like be, because there's no context, and I'm not really. Sure, how to go about it. I I I see them and I just move on, but then afterwards they're deleted, and then the next gift comes in and there's still no context. So I don't know what this person's trying to say, Um, but uh, they they might be saying something, but they're not explaining it to me. So how am I supposed to know? You know. Yeah, but funny. nothing, but nothing too crazy where it's like, Oh my God, I want to have your babies right, or, you right, know, something right. like that. Right. I, I'm I sure think, it'll happen in the future, know. but once this T-Pain story comes out on our Baby. podcast and yeah. it takes off, Keyword you're going to have yet. a lot of
1: women. <laughs> <yet>.
2: Maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> I'm going to be like, Oh boy, <laughs> so, <laughs> I should probably get, so, I should probably get away from my phone with
1: bit. <laughs> so Calvin, where do you see yourself, your kind of career going from here? You know, your trajectory, where, where do you see yourself?
2: You know, I've actually been thinking about that. A little bit for the past couple of months because everything's been picking up so quickly um I, I think what i'd like to do is continue to expand my studio here uh maybe maybe not necessarily have a giant or not a giant but a, like like a, a a building for people to come to to record and 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 you know make videos and photo shoots and stuff like that but eventually i'd like to do that but i guess maybe between like a three to five year period i'd like to have my studio accessible at the very least virtually to more people on twitch because content creation on there is like that is where you want to be like you said yeah, mason right. in terms of like making content and sharing it's it fun with man it's, it's an enjoyable it, it thing
0: you make people happy and it's just an incredible feeling it's, it's all i want to do is just make people smile and enjoy themselves Yeah, having right.
1: that platform to touch so many people it's it's insane yeah. Yeah. And and and
2: and I want to make sure that my studio will be available to people who want to do that kind of stuff. I have, right. you know, the right gear, not super expensive gear, but just enough to where people are like, I want to record an EP. I'm like, right. all right, let's do it. Let's record some stuff um, because I have released an album, an EP and a few singles just from my home studio alone. And home studios have been the way of the future for years. Right. Can you, can you now, shout those
0: out real quick in case anybody wanna look that up and, and, and you know get some more information and hear your music?
2: Yeah, sure. So um, my website, calvintomasmusic.com, has my album, October Sky. Uh, it has my EP, The Rush, and um, I have a few singles that are out. A Better Day, which I released in 2016. And then uh, It's A Little Things, which came out in 2019 and uh and um yeah it it all happened during the process of me live streaming on periscope and then you know later on from twitch so so
0: yeah yeah
1: so i mean you've been doing this for a while so you um you know what it takes that's that's amazing man
0: hey calvin i'm I'm gonna be completely honest with you here we have uh not upgraded zoom yet and uh you had an incredible story but we've got like two minutes left to wrap this up i I just want to thank you man this was um this was a a really good experience for us and you were incredible on here you know you're you're very well spoken and you got a, you got some pretty cool stories man and i, I knew you would when that, i when i hopped into your chat you were <laughs> it was it was a good it was a good stream man and i'll be watching often whether it's just in the background and it's just me listening to your jams and and enjoying it and cleaning or whatever i'm doing
2: yeah man i appreciate it i appreciate it yeah i mean live streaming has been a huge part of my life it's been a huge part of my life and it's going to continue to be a huge part of my life cuz i've met I've met some of my friends on there, not just in the in the chat and, you know, talking to them for years on end, but I, I got a chance to meet a lot of them in person. You know, uh, I, I went to L.A. a couple of years ago. I went to Seattle last year. Uh, I went to Vancouver. You know, I've uh, I, and all of these people were from live streaming platforms that I used. So it's it's a big part of my life. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely going to be more of it. And it's going to be even more um, impactful and expansive.
0: Dude, so Calvin Thomas, bro, this guy just comes on. He's just some random do we find on Twitch. Episode one, we got no idea what we're doing, right? Guy comes on, has an absolute legendary story about T-Pain. What the fuck is going on?
1: Dude, that was lit. I'm pumped.
0: This guy just comes on out of nowhere. It, it's He just comes on, leads the conversation with us, just gives us a great opportunity to experience our first ever recording of Shaken and a podcast. Couldn't be happier to have him on. Next week, we've got Clay Stelling, a hilarious Twitch streamer, plays a ton of Fortnite. Guy's got an incredible story to tell, and we can't wait to share it with you guys.
1: Dude, it's sick. That experience, I loved it, man. I can't wait for many more like that. Let's get it, baby. Shake and bake.
0: There's a lot more to come, man. Let's go. Shake and bake.